0: This is talking see Your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi.
1: Hello everybody my name is Josh Roach.
2: I'm Josh Timkew.
1: I'm Brian Steber. Yes Brian Steber, a man of many titles. Yes. You may remember him as Count Dookie. Yes or Darth Shittius. Or Darth Shittius. Today is August 22nd, 2019, and there are 119 days left until Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. So how was your guys' week? Shitty. (laughs) (laughs) But good.
2: Yeah, mine was okay, I suppose, just trying to get ready for the semester to start, so tons of boring stuff to do. Even lamer than this monologue I'm currently on. Talking about myself talking. It was kind of a meta topic.
1: What are you, a smart guy?
2: (laughs) No, no, not at all.
1: So would you guys uh, anything Star Wars this week for you guys?
3: This right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. Not really any new developments on my end.
1: Oh, come on, Tim Q. You don't got to be scared. Just because Casey made fun of your last Star Wars during the week uh, story. With John Casey? Williams Drive or whatever? Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I bared my soul and he just tore it apart. <laughs> well, I did hear, um, I don't know if it was a rumor, for some reason in my brain, it's not official yet, but um, I did read that Ewan McGregor is talking to Disney about doing something, some kind of Obi-Wan series, maybe.
1: Oh, my. Uh, we're We're jumping there. All right. We're entering... Well, you asked... <laughs> we're entering the segment this week that I would like to call crying Kenobi crying with a K yeah that's not right
2: what do you call it that
1: well because uh, Kenobi because Kenobi and because this is like the 500th time that they've been saying that uh, Kenobi is gonna you know be uh they're making Kenobi into a movie. They're making Kenobi into a television show. Now, about a well, about a year ago, Variety reported that they were in fact making, or maybe it was about a year and a half ago or so, that they were in fact moving ahead. The next standalone movie was going to be a Kenobi movie, and they had um, attached a director to it. His name was Stephen Daldry. Uh, and normally when Variety reports something like, it's, it's all but confirmed. Um, and then we waited and waited. And then Solo came out. And then we waited and waited. And then we heard uh, people saying from inside the, uh, inside the company and stuff that they were scrapping a bunch of projects, uh, that they, uh, Solo was causing them to redirect, and that the, the Kenobi movie was being put on a shelf for the time being. Fast forward, uh, Jason DeWard over at Making Star Wars uh, for the past several months has, in fact, been reporting that he's hearing a lot of chatter that uh, all they did was kind of they're uh, reforming it and reshaping it in order to be a television series. I really wish we had video for all our pod, our <laughs> listeners to uh to enjoy the faces that timkey likes to make no uh no so uh, we've been hearing that uh jason's been reporting for the past several months that it's going to be on disney plus
2: i guess i was late on the uptake i only read something about it this week that's the only reason i brought that up
1: well everything's hitting the fan again this week yeah so you're you're totally on top of it i have it in the show notes here because now this week um uh fan the Tracks and Star Wars Newsnet, which are two and Making Star are reporting on it again. They're they're uh fan run sites, but they're pretty reputable, especially Making Star Um and about an hour after they reported it, uh you had the Hollywood Reporter, uh what is it, Cinelinks, Variety, um, all reporting that uh he was in talks Some of them saying he had already signed on the dotted line or that he was in talks to now D 23 is this weekend and starting tomorrow, we're probably going to be podcasting tomorrow, maybe Saturday, Sunday night as well uh, to keep everybody updated on D 23. Because we're expecting a lot of news. There's, there's a start. there's a, a panel for Disney studios on Saturday and they've said that, uh, star wars the rise of skywalker will have a presence there and there is tomorrow there is a panel for disney plus and we're expecting to get the official mandalorian trailer some more footage from that and this is where people are saying they think kenobi is going to be announced what do you guys give what do do you give the odds on that darth shittiest for kenobi to be announced at D
3: 23 tomorrow yeah, at D23 say I'd say they're fairly high. Uh it seems like uh seems like it's something that you know going through and I don't know if they had something already I don't see why they wouldn't already you know be coming out with something. I'd say high.
1: Just whip it out.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's been so much speculation for so much time that if there really is something in the works, I may as well just announce it, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's at this point, there's so much smoke. There's got to be a fire.
2: <laughs> that, and if Ewan McGregor really is coming back, that's going to be a big deal, and a lot of people are going to be really excited. And so they're going to want to start building up hype so they don't do the uh, the, the solo thing. movie thing where they just never build up and never really advertise for it and watch the thing flop.
1: Yeah. Well, would you give it even higher chances if I told you that Talking Sith's own Casey Shreffler is able to confirm that Mr. Ewan McGregor is in fact in L.A. currently?
2: Now I give it a lower chance because Casey's full of... (laughs) No, no, no. I believe him. Casey's... uh, I've never known him to be dishonest.
1: <laughs> um well you know Casey doesn't think too much of himself but when he does you know uh when he does share something you know it's important
3: Yeah was that a question
1: <laughs> No uh well typically you were you were privy to the uh the conversation we had the other day where uh you know, Casey produces out in, uh, out in California and uh, one of his producer friends is actually uh, producing a commercial this week um, that has Ewan McGregor in it. And he was actually invited out to set, um, but is declining to go because he's going up to visit his wife's cousins or something up in San Francisco this weekend. But, uh, so, and his friend that is producing the commercial with Ewan McGregor said that uh, they purposely scheduled it this week because he said he had to be in town for business. So they're working around his schedule.
2: Makes sense.
1: (laughs) So, perhaps soon we shall see if Master Kenobi is returning. Brian... You want to see a a Kenobi, a Kenobi movie, or a Kenobi standalone, or a Kenobi series?
3: I mean, I'd watch it, but it's not what would pique my interest most in the Star Wars universe. That's <sighs> <why>. <sighs> Wow! Yeah, yeah
2: wow! That was surprisingly unenthusiastic. Uh, uh, he, oh man, he even led you right into being all hyped up for Kenobi, and you just didn't take the bait. So, so what? Cool. What would pique your interest then? Solo. If not Kenobi? Solo
1: two. Hashtag Solo two.
3: <laughs> yes, I'd love to go. Solo two. Calisti's coming back. A movie that I've never seen. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, Darth Sidious has never seen Solo. uh
3: I'm getting there. I'm hyping myself up. Darth yeah.
1: Shittius is supposed to come over on Sunday, and we have to find something to watch.
3: Mm.
2: There you go; it's a date solo. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Back to back to my question: What do you want to see, Brian? What would excite I see you?
3: Like the more unexplored characters or timelines of the Star Wars universe. You know, like the Old Republic would be sweet. Revan, Thrawn, just characters that are—I don't know—they play a huge role in the the extended universe. Because, I mean, basically, we're just staying in the Skywalker saga by doing Kenobi and all that jazz.
2: Just... And Disney got rid of all the old <clears throat> canon as well. It all became Legends. And so now, basically, the only thing that is canon is the Skywalker era well, stuff. So
3: not necessarily. You know, I
1: mean... There is some ancillary material and stuff that they've built up over the past couple of years. But, you know, by and large. By and large. It's, it's stuff surrounding the Skywalker area. There's actually no I mean like uh I wanna have uh, Brian on to do a a Thrawn uh recap, like a, an episode all about the Thrawn trilogy that is the new Thrawn trilogy. Thrawn, uh Thrawn Alliances and Thrawn Treason. Um but even that is to like totally encapsulated by, you know, the Skywalker saga timeline. Yep. Right. Absolutely but and as far as like older public stuff um anything before you know the phantom menace like the most we've gotten is from uh Duku Jedi Lost which takes place like 6 years beforehand but still he is directly tied to the Skywalker saga i i i mean i i'm with you brian i want something totally off the ch- and we know we're going to get that from Ryan Johnson uh, which leads us into our next little story here, Ryan Johnson. Uh, you know, we've talked on this podcast several times in the past several months that there's speculation that Ryan's supposed to be making a trilogy. While well, people are saying, "Well, he's he's been canned because of the Last Jedi reception. He's not doing it anymore." We haven't heard about it. Kathleen said that uh, you know we got the release date for like the next several movies, uh, and she said that Benioff actually was uh, Bobiger said that Benioff and Wiss, Wiss Weiss 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 uh d d no yeah benny offenweiss d and d and b b and d d and d the b b c
2: dan and david
1: yeah yeah dan and david the the BBCs, they got um what right am i right
2: uh, what what did they get the,
1: the british broadcasting something oh, the b b c okay like a porn hub <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs>
2: there's no. too many acronyms i have no idea what you're trying to get it.
1: uh d b and c c b d and uht n l a b um for the new uh, uh d plus the the double d um that's that's disney plus's exclusive uh you know t v m a um content no um People were you know, we, you remember a few months ago, they released that like for, there's not going to be another Star Wars movie for like three years after the Rise of Skywalker this year. And then they're going to be doing in every other year, so two years in between movies, and they're alternating with uh, Avatar movies for Christmas releases. Um, and then Bobbiger came out and said that it was going to be David and Dan who are signed up to do a trilogy that are supposed to be helming the next movie so either we're going to get a david and dan movie and a ryan movie and a david and dan movie or a lot of haters like our, our very own sean sullivan um we were, we're holding on to hope that ryan's trilogy was in fact dropped um but and, and we haven't heard anything from from lucasfilm from kathy from Bobbiger. Uh, not even from Ryan really, in the past several months until he's out doing uh, press for his new movie that's coming out, Knives Out. And he had this to say. Uh, I think that the, they asked him about writing, for, you know, writing a new Star Wars trilogy. And he's come out, Brian, and said it's going to be totally um, separate from the Skywalker saga. It's not going to have anything to do with that timeline, um, with, with, with the Skywalker family. And so keeping that in mind, he says, I think that the fun and challenging part of it is to dive in, figure out what's exciting, and then figure out what it's going to be. He said, we're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters. What does that look like? To me, the blue sky element of it is what's most striking about it. I know the way that I'm coming at it and what's fun about it for everyone in Lucasfilm is figuring out what's the next step. It really makes you think and figure out what is the essence of Star Wars for me and what will uh moving forward look like so he's saying we're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters does that sound like Anything something you're else? interested in Brian you like that yeah no
3: i i love it as long as it's not those like space slugs that milk
1: it's going to be the grisk <laughs> going to be oh, all about the grisk. That would be pretty sweet.
2: Just have a whole Christmas special surrounding pogs. Is that what those little things are that Chewbacca eats?
4: Porgs. Oh, yeah. Pogs.
2: Porgs. Yeah, let's do a Christmas special <laughs> with porgs instead of Ewoks. How about that?
3: Uh, pogs. A holiday sporks. special. Pogs is that game, isn't it? Where you, st- <laughs> you stack all the little things and then you wha-
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I couldn't I couldn't out. remember what those little guys were, the little chicken things. That's,
1: that's kind of what Chewbacca does, right? He just stacks a bunch of them all up and then he gets a Slams rock.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, just roast them up. That that thing looked good. His his that's fire tasty. roasted
1: pork. Oh, it looked scrumptious right off the rotisserie, man. I'd eat one. Okay, so there's the que- there's a canon question for you guys. Did Chewbacca eat that porg?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, he's a carnivore, but you saw in The Return of the Jedi. He couldn't even, he couldn't stop himself. Stop he, thinking with your stomach, Chewie. No, he's my spirit animal, man. If I smell bacon, you can't distract me. I'm one-track mind.
1: So even after that little, those porgs were all looking up at him, and then he scared them all off, and then there's still that one that was just, had like a single tear.
2: <laughs> do you still Spirit think he awesome, ate it
1: do you still awesome think meat. do you think he ate it tim q oh yeah it's dead well, it's already dead i mean
2: dead. not eating it isn't gonna bring it back to life why, no, why you, be wasteful
1: do you think he ate the one that was crying too
2: yes wasn't there one that flew around with him i always took it to be the the sad one
1: yeah there was one that that well there was several that uh actually afterwards infested the falcon when they left they were just like tearing the falcon apart and actually at galaxy's edge which uh you know i always have to remind casey canonically takes place between the last jedi and the rise of skywalker (laughs) Uh, the the falcon actually is infested with porg nests and when you're like in line for the falcon you're in the main hold of the falcon you can hear porgs running around you could see them pop out every once in a while but the
3: question is, can you eat them while you're in line?
1: Oh, that will be my mission. That would be really cool. If Should just... I choose to accept it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was reading online a little bit about Galaxies Edge. You know, Casey always loves to remind us that he's been there and he's the only one. But uh, I read online, that's as close as I've ever gotten, that they have a few different food stands. I'm wondering if they have uh, rotisserie pork on the menu. I do know that they have uh, blue milk. Oh, yes, you know, uh, Bantha milk like Luke drinks in the New Hope that everybody is so fond of.
1: They got the blue milk and they got the green milk from The Last Jedi. And uh, actually, so in California, the only, the only place you can get any kind of alcoholic beverage is at Olga's Cantina there. Um, and you're capped at like two drinks or something like that, technically, but I guess they don't really enforce it very much. Um, however. Now down at Disney World for Galaxy's Edge, it's just opening. I guess for some reason, um, it used to be MGM. It's like Hollywood Studios now or something. They don't have a strict of a policy because they've had drinks there before. So you can get a a spiked blue milk and spiked green milk there, just like from street vendors.
2: Like a blue Russian?
1: I guess so. (laughs) Like Like a very sad or sick Russian. <laughs> a melancholy russian yeah <laughs> uh as a, as a, just a yellow a yellow russian which just you just don't feel good i guess i don't
2: know <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> i was going somewhere and it just stalled okay i'm sorry yeah. i had the galaxy's edge it, my Casey has just, you know, reminded us several times that since we haven't been there, our thoughts and our opinions on it don't count. And the Falcon is definitely (laughs) never going to be destroyed.
2: Yeah, we can't even have an opinion on it because he's the only one who's been there. I
3: feel like it would help its cause if it got destroyed. All the people would go buy the Lego sets more and the toys more and they'd want to go visit it. It'd be like a memorial sort of thing. And I mean, it's a freaking freighter it's not the only one of its kind it's you know they mass produced them at some point you can get another one and call it the falcon too if people are that upset about it
1: what if brian would it excite you if in the first 15 minutes of the movie the falcon gets destroyed
3: oh instant boner That'd be okay
1: <laughs> now hold on you got a boner right now you're about to explode in the next five minutes they say we need a new ship What's this over here? A YT twenty four hundred?
3: Oh God, here we go. It's the outrider. <laughs> it's Dash Rendar. He comes off the ramp. With They're the high
4: fiving.
3: With a puppy vest. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh. great. I, I need to go clean myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so if Dash Rendar if Dash Rendar comes out for you and uh, who plays him? Who plays old Dash Rendar at this point? Oh man. Is it just is it just Han Solo with a is it just Harrison Ford with a buzz cut? Oh, dude, Clint Eastwood would be pretty solid.
3: <laughs> Come on.
1: Yeah, then he could sing a song all about it. <laughs> YT twenty four hundred.
3: Get off my spaceship.
1: Uh, no, they definitely should have had Harrison Ford say that in uh, in Force Awakens. See, there should have been a fight on the Millennium Falcon. Somebody's just... Gary Oldman is just down at the end of the ramp, and he just says,
4: get off my ship. And
1: Yeah.
3: It just starts blasting
1: away. Just blasts him into space. Just ejects him into space. Perfect. That's Man, come on, JJ. Come on.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. Star Wars does need more cameos. Like, how great would it be if they brought somebody like Gary Oldman in like, oh man, this is going to be sweet. He's a big time actor, and then just kill him in thirty seconds.
1: Well, I mean, in, in the past couple movies, they've ha- okay. So, The Force Awakens, we got James Bond, Daniel Craig, um, and then Tom. Hart. Uh, yeah, that
2: was too. That was too subtle to be effective, though. Like,
1: you, know, you don't. I
3: didn't even know it was him until I read about it, and I was like, oh, it was. <laughs> That's pretty
1: awesome.
2: I, I've already forgotten if that says anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, and then uh, and then Tom Hardy's in the Last Jedi. Prince William and Harry are in the Last Jedi. They're all stormtroopers.
3: Lame. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, John Stewart uh, supposedly is in one of, is somewhere as well. See, I uh, like
3: how Game of Thrones did their cameos. I mean, you have to look at a
1: few scenes. And you're like, oh, that's that dude. Except for the one. Very Ed Sheeran, yeah, and he's actually supposed reportedly he's in the Rise of Skywalker.
2: <laughs> what if there's just like a bunch of stormtroopers or Sith troopers around a campfire and Ed Sheeran <laughs> just sings a really sad song for like four minutes?
3: And they be ask, uh, yeah, no. that's great what she's doing there, and she's all like, I'm gonna kill Kylo Ren. And they all like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, here's how it's got to go down because you know it's got to mirror the ret- return of the Jedi. So let's go through Return of the Jedi at the beginning. You know, there's a the the they're going to save solo um there's the uh the death star 2 vader arrives and then later the palpatine arrives so i'm thinking it's going to be uh death star 4 and kylo's going to arrive and then a little later all the sith troopers are going to show up and they're going to be like what the what what's up with all these sith troopers and then palpatine's just going to like come out like Ey. hold it crepid, like so it'll mirror it almost exactly right but then you, you go back to our heroes, and they're at some sort of like rundown palace or something of some crime lord. And instead of uh, getting uh, size Noodles singing Jedi Rocks, right, at Jabba's Palace, you get Ed, Ed, Ed. I can never, I'm like, I like stutter at his last name. Sharon, Sharane, Sharane, Sharon, Sharon. Sure. Yeah, Ed, him.
3: We'll just call him Ed.
1: Ed. You get all Eddie. Eddie the Ready. He's uh he's sitting there playing. That's that's how it's got to be. I think he's going to be in some sort of like he's going to be playing some sort of Star Wars musical instrument. The uh, oh man, what what is it in solo, Brian? You can't answer this. Uh, that uh, Beckett keeps saying he's the valacord. Beckett keeps saying I'm going to learn how to play that valacord, but every time he says he either goes valacord like this, and then the next time he says it, he goes valacord like this. And then the next time he saw that, he's like Valichord like this. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a trom- like that. A- <laughs> oh, boy. We're yeah. off the rails. Uh, well, I, I do know it's, it's not being widely reported right now that uh, there is another cameo. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Jeff Garland. You guys familiar with Jeff Garland?
2: See the Jeff from Kirby Your Enthusiasm?
1: Mm, uh, yes. Yes, Jeff from Kirby Enthusiasm. He's also – you may know him from the Goldbergs. He's the father on the Goldbergs. Uh, Brian, not, none of this? I'm not ringing a bell. Uh, Don't
2: watch it. I watch Curb.
1: Uh, I'm trying to see. He's from Arrested Development. He's Mort Myers on Arrested Development. No?
3: I've watched that show. I just It's been a while. <laughs> Let's see him bringing up his film. Okay, I just I googled him and I recognize him.
1: Well, okay, so he he was on another podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast right now, but I'll try and put it in the show notes. Um, but uh, I think he's friends with somebody on that podcast, and he came out and said, "Yeah, I'm in the Rise of Skywalker. I'm not a big part, um, but I do have some lines with uh, three CPO."
3: Maybe he's that slug guy.
1: that's what i was saying well he he said that's what he said three cpo and they were like he's like i don't know a whole lot about star wars but i like it and they're like yeah well obviously you're saying (laughs) saying, i think roach just mispronounced him but i'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen oh no if i ever do anything like that call me out no call me no i mean i'm used to it but um, we have a
2: long long list of errata going
1: (laughs) (laughs) no so uh yeah, he said that he is in The Rise of Skywalker and he does play opposite Anthony Daniels. And he said that Anthony takes his job as uh, C-3PO very seriously, you know. And But he made it his mission to um, crack people up in every, every you know scene that he was in. And actually, uh, one of the scenes he was purposely, he's like, you know, I'm going to be in Star Wars. I want to make sure that I'm in Star Wars, that I'm not like cut out because I'm standing too far off. So he said he was like seeing where the camera was and making sure he was like... <laughs> In frame and at one point jj called him out he was like jeff you're too big you're taking up the whole frame <laughs> well yeah he said that uh it was cool and that he actually he's excited because he's going to have an action figure he had to go in for like scans for them to scan his first he had to go in for scans for the suit he was wearing for it to be fit directly to him so he's probably going to be in some sort of prosthesis but it's enough of his face i guess that he had to be scanned for an action figure so he said uh to look out for look out for him that uh he's going to be in the rise of skywalker so there's there's a there's a cameo for you jeff garland all
4: right
2: yeah i i guess i spoke too soon i asked for cameos and i got it
1: yeah yeah
2: ask and you shall receive
1: i Brian, if you if you could choo- choose one one actor to have a cameo in, in Star Murray.
3: Wars. Are you kidding me? That'd be
1: amazing. <laughs> Would you say Bill Murray?
3: Yeah. That'd be incredible.
1: <laughs> Bill Murray and Star Wars. Bill Murray just needs to have cameos and anything with the Bill Murray cameo, cameo just Zombie Land was you can't go wrong. It was good and then it was great.
3: Just <laughs> Or was it great and then amazing? Who knows?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, you yeah. got taken up a notch or seven. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Key, what, what, uh, what about you? Can't say Bill Murray. He's off the table now.
2: Oh, boy. The best Star Wars cameo. Who would I want to see? The Rock.
1: Oh, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then uh, I know what my second choice is definitely it'd be The Rock and he'd have a he'd have a bounty hunter he he'd be a bounty hunter i imagine.
2: Oh yeah, something like that, just some kind of
1: yeah, just, just some mean dude like and his, and his partner would be, you know, he'd be in some sort of trouble and then his partner would show up, Terry Crews. <laughs> Followed by Jason Statham and Mark Wahlberg.
2: I would love to see <laughs> Terry Crews play a jacked droid because he has the best <laughs> robot dance out of anybody. He does it in every movie he's in. And I would love to see a droid do the robot. Terry Cruz as a huge droid doing the robot would make I mean it's a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes right there.
1: Alright, fan casting for the Sayu Crystal Crusades, which is our uh our own personal Star Wars uh tales that we came up with back in the day. Tim Q, do you remember Droids? Yeah. They're basically like Terminators, just but Yes, now all in my head canon for our own personal canon, all played by Terry Crews doing his robot the whole time.
3: (laughs) Are they like Uh, assassin droids? Is is that what,
1: yeah? Basically, they're just like T200s or whatever you know.
3: Terry Crews coming at me doing that robot dance would totally put my guard down and he'd easily kill me because I'd just be standing there laughing.
1: Well, all oh, he yeah. had to do is just start like doing his little peck dance. And I'd be like,
3: wow, that's amazing. That
2: droid didn't skip leg day. That's all I know.
3: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious.
1: Ooh. The only sad thing about having The Rock as a cameo is he can't get his own spin off, you know, like maybe a, a prequel to Attack of the Clones, some sort of remake, sequel, whatever. Remember that spiel Jordan used to go on?
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Why why not? I mean, introduce the character as a cameo in the movie and make a make a sequel. See what he does after The yeah. Last Jedi.
1: Well, so why I not? I know that I'm pretty sure neither of you watch The Resistance television show. You're correct. Well, it's not it's not great, but uh it definitely started off really slow. It's definitely very much so, more than anything else in Star Wars so far, playing to a much younger audience. But the Season 2 trailer just dropped. Like, there was a lot of talk, like, is there going to be any kind of Season 2 or whatever? But it just dropped and made me think of this because um, uh, the Crimson Corsair is is featured uh, pretty prominently as a bounty hunter in the Season 2 trailer. Now, the Crimson Corsair is... Uh, side character from the force awakens he's the guy with a sweet red helmet that finn almost leaves ta- uh maz canada's palace with remember when he's gonna take off you know she's like oh i've seen your eyes i've seen your eyes before Da-da-da. he's like yeah you don't know me the-, the first order's coming for all of us and he tells han and rey he's leaving and then maz says yeah those guys over there they'll give you a ride off planet <laughs>
4: yeah, you know yeah, what i'm talking yeah.
1: about the crimson corset yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so, okay, yeah. so he's a bounty he's a bounty hunter showing up to like and like hunting some of these guys in the resistance. I mixed him.
2: I mixed him up with the Red Raider, but yeah, now I'm with you, the Crimson Corsair.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his name, Crimson Corsair. And what's actually cool is uh in like a side story they wrote, he found a like crashed ship from, or he he found a crashed ship from the Clone Wars, and he reactivated reactivated a bunch of super battle droids. So now he has like his own personal like squadron of super battle droids and then he went searching for count dooku's treasure and ended up being a cryogenically frozen clone that was actually in the clone Wars series so now he's just got a clone that just hangs out with him so that's what we need we need the rock as a crimson corsair and uh terry cruz as one of the super battle droids Yeah, and then tomorrow Morrison, Django Fett, needs to come back as one of the clones.
3: And then the when people watch this movie is when everyone stops taking Star Wars seriously. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we didn't we talk about uh genre bending and how the Star Wars you know universe has room for it. Why not?
1: Yeah. And I we did talk about that. Like originally Rogue One was supposed to be a gritty war movie. And they delivered uh, Gareth Edwards delivered a gritty war movie and they're like, "Eh, no." force awakens did really good whilst really nailing the feel of a new hope almost too much. So we want we wanted to make it really like star Wars.
2: Yeah. Don't sp- stick to the formula too much. Take some chances, Disney.
1: Do yeah. something new, do something well, new. That's yeah. something that came out recently. Um, there was a, uh, there's an article I read. It was from the Writers Guild of America website. Um, and it was Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt talking about writing The Force Awakens. And they were saying, yeah, we were writing it, and J. J., You know, Michael Arndt was like, I really feel bad for J.J. because he really wanted to include Luke Skywalker more in The Force Awakens. But every time we brought him into a scene, he dominated the scene. Suddenly, you didn't care about Ray anymore. It's like, oh yeah, here's our new heroine. She's the main character, Luke Skywalker. I don't care what Ray's doing anymore. So that's essentially why they left him out, and why they ended up, fou- like he JJ said, he was trying to make the quintessential Star Wars movie. He basically like took Star Wars, all the George Lucas movies, especially the originals, and tried to break it down to a formula and fit the formula. And then Ryan Johnson came in with a sledgehammer. <laughs> but, the, you know, whether you like The Last Jedi or not, it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies now. But um, JJ has said that Ryan, like, in doing that, Ryan gave him permission, now that he's back for The Rise of Skywalker, to do it differently, to do it his way. So, we could be seeing a different type of Rise of, uh, you know, a different type of JJ star wars movie um that being said segues us into our next little topic do you, are you guys familiar with uh, don williams don williams
2: don williams
1: don williams good old oh. don williams with his club beats on stuff with he's a prussian
2: a prussian
1: a per- percussionist
2: oh, i thought i thought you said a prussian i was like they haven't existed since world war one what are you talking about
1: <laughs> what is a prussian a person from prussia Don <laughs> Williams
3: carries the mantles for them all
1: what? <laughs> he's the last prussian
3: <laughs> he wears that
1: badge of honor
2: Don Williams.
1: He's a precious Prussian and that that Don Williams.
3: And uh, a percussionist
1: yeah. Prussian. <laughs> he's a he's a precious Prussian percussionist. He's a I don't, <laughs> a
2: percussionist.
1: A precious a precious Prussian percussionist. <laughs> a Prussian A precious Prussian percussionist. But no, he is uh he is the brother of John Williams and has played in the uh the orchestras and stuff for all of the Star Wars movies since 1977 works closely with John while, uh, you know, he's, he's writing and composing these scores. And recently he was at some sort of uh, a Prussian get together and they, uh, they, they took the opportunity to ask him about uh, his brother's next movie, which just happens to be the rise of Skywalker. Here's a clip. Don, you may is the, is the brother of John, and he played on the original Jurassic Park as well, as well as hundreds and hundreds of other scores. We only have Don for an hour, so we figured we'll just go ahead and get started with the study because that'll give him a chance to catch us up on the
4: things he's been up to, and, um, and then maybe I'll a little, little bit of the score quick, study. Yeah. yeah Please do. Uh, John's started up with another Star Wars. We started on it last week. Uh, he's got 135 minutes worth of music to write. Okay, so that kind of tells you how long the film is. Um, uh, it is top-to-bottom music. Uh, we've done four days, and we've just scratched the surface. I think we've got some, like 34 minutes in the can at this point. But I can tell you that every theme that you could you ever heard is going to be compiled into this last effort. Everyone, Leia, Yoda, the Phantom, the Darth... All of it, it's going to be in there. And uh, in his usual style, he hides them. you got to go look for them. And you'll find them, but you've you got to go look for them. And then, then you'll, be, you'll be sitting there watching the film go by, and, oh, there it is. There's two bars of it, and it grabs you, and it takes you away. Um, I find that happening a lot with this while I'm playing, which takes me away from what I'm supposed to be doing, which is counting and coming in in the right place. <laughs> So, uh, so <laughs> yeah, you know, it is that nuts. Um, and he it seems to be keep writing harder stuff for me to play, you know, which okay, you know, I'm fine with it, but you know, did I do something when I was a kid that I don't know about?
1: <laughs> All right, so that was old Donnie Williams, and yeah, so he let slip there. um more about the runtime of the rise of Skywalker than has been officially leaked anywhere else by any other kind of real credible source. Now I did report a few weeks ago that I got word from the theater chain. We're trying to do our star Wars uh, day at uh, our special showings of the rise of Skywalker that they're saying they're hearing three hours could be a three hour rise of Skywalker. And he said so far the rise of Skywalker, he said, he said, He's writing 135 minutes, 135 minutes worth of score. All right. Does that seem like a lot to you guys?
2: It's a lot. It's over two hours. And you have to imagine some of the music can get recycled in various different parts of the movie. Just think about how often you hear the Imperial March.
1: That's a whole lot of numbers. (laughs) So, all right. So I'll tell you that. So there's 135 minutes of score for the rise of Skywalker. Now. Tim Q's leaving me. He's gone. Tim Q, come back. All right. So, just for reference, guys, The Force Awakens has a runtime of 138 minutes. Its score is 77 minutes. So, that's a difference of 61 minutes. The Last Jedi had a runtime of 152 minutes. Its score was also 77 minutes, with a difference of 75 minutes. So, you get about an hour more of film than score in the last two saga movies. And the last two saga movies only had 77 minutes of score. The Rise of Skywalker has 135 minutes of score. Five hour movie. (laughs) Well, I mean... I
2: I I I don't think you're reckoning it the correct way. So, if I write a score that's five minutes long, you probably wouldn't predict a 65 minute movie. So... What I would think of it is comparing um, the length of the movie to the length of the score as a ratio. So, kind of what I was hearing is the movie's roughly twice as long as the musical score. You know, yeah. Ish, wow. ish.
1: Holy crap! All right, so 135 minutes. So what's that put us at, Tim Q? Uh,
2: well, uh, 200 270 and minutes 90? if you double it, but that'd be
1: how long is that long movie? It was Brian right? Four and a half hours. I don't yeah, know. How long Brian is that? was right. Man, he was on top of it.
3: Oh, you know, my uh, ability to guess quick numbers without any actual facts is pretty freaking awesome. Just throwing
1: random numbers out there. So, man, like, I brought up a three-hour Star Wars movie after I heard this from uh, Celebration Cinema. And I kind of got, you know, especially Casey kind of scoffed at it. And But, I mean, look at Endgame, man. It used to be they would keep it short because their theory, the Hollywood theory was... You know, shorter runtime, more theater showings, more money. But especially, I mean, if you look at some of the biggest blockbuster movies to like break records, like Titanic, at Titan- Avatar, Avatar, Endgame, they're all like three hour plus movies. And owned by
3: Disney. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Well, not Titanic yet. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, just bring James Cameron in to do a Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, right he's going to be doing his own trilogy here in a little while. No, but, uh, and I'm just waiting for the avatar star Wars crossover. That's how they're going to get us. That's how they're going to get us.
2: I'd be pretty disappointed. I know you're joking, but that'd be,
1: yeah, I would, I did not like avatar star Wars. I'll just go watch, uh, dances with wolves, but, um, <laughs> now
2: a star wars dances with wolves crossover i can get behind get kevin costner
1: oh man yeah i didn't bring up kevin costner as an extra because i want him to play a main role he'll yeah, ride I'm his saying.
3: bantha across the battlefield a few times getting shot and, uh, at not getting hit it'd be amazing we need
2: we we need nicholas cage in that same movie you
3: kevin know who would costner. really be awesome in a star wars movie
1: Who's gary that? Busey. <laughs>
3: yeah. yes kevin oh, costner
4: man.
1: As ankh mor the first Jedi, and his apprentice who turns who turns evil, Nicolas Cage.
2: Sure, and get Gary Busey in the same movie. He can be kind of a... He, he'll play um, what you think is the antagonist the whole time, but kind of two-thirds of the way in a twist, you realize he's actually the good guy, like that alien. and, and uh, what, What's the new Wonder Woman movie? Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah
3: yeah The,
1: the Wonder movie. Woman movie, Captain Marvel that
3: was
2: amazing. yeah yeah you, you know that movie yeah, yeah well, Did you guys I mean,
1: see it? yeah we I saw uh, Captain Wonder um, no it yeah, was Wonder yeah. Marvel, don't be dumb.
2: Marvelous mrs. movie man Woman here's,
1: here's my question uh, what was uh, uh the scrawls those are the aliens from that, right, and uh Ben Mendelssohn was the scrawl. He's the bad guy you were thinking you're talking about. He's also yeah. Orson Krennick from Rogue One. So, is Orson Krennick a scrawl? So is Star Wars already part of the Marvel Universe?
2: Hey, there's your crossover.
1: And then we bring James Cameron in. Boom. Disney's buying up everything. They got to buy up Sony next so they can get Spider Man back. Just wait for that to happen. Wait for that to happen. No, so. Yeah, everybody was scoffing at the uh, three-hour Star Wars movie, but I, for one, would love to have it. I, JJ's saying he's it's going to be satisfying. He's trying to wrap up nine movies. He's trying to intertwine everything. You know, instead of rushing things, instead of having like a scene with a, with a couple of Force ghosts, maybe Yoda, maybe Ben, maybe Anakin, instead of a two-minute scene, let it be a six-minute scene. Let it, you know, play it out, man but more more to that there uh, episode 3 how long do you think it took them to shoot episode 3 i have no idea no nope. 60 days they shot episode 3 in 60 days
3: now it takes 60 days to do one scene no
1: no i mean generally even now you might get maybe 3 months 4 months tops maybe to shoot a movie okay That's, that's, that's pushing it. 60 days is, it's impressive how fast it was, but four months, three, four months, that's, that's about average. Okay. The Rise of Skywalker, principal photography, not even counting the reshoots that they're currently wrapping up, seven months.
2: It's a lot of footage.
1: And they're saying that the script was 200 some odd pages. So, I mean, three hours, a lot, hours a lot of numbers in this movie, three hours, towers movie. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. Lots of numbers. What a 200 page script. That's meaningless to me. I've, I've read zero scripts. I, I don't, is, that normal? Eight, is it like a lot? A, is it a little?
1: Yeah. It's supposed to be like, uh, uh, like a little over a minute, a page or something like that.
2: Okay. So 200 minutes, that's over three hours already.
1: Exactly. All signs point to a long Star Wars. Well, at least you guys
3: have wives that are nurses so they can just hook up the catheters and we don't even have to go to the bathroom.
1: So. Yep. <laughs> Before we go in, uh, Hannah and Carrie are just going to be cathing everybody.
2: and uh, The Foley cath, too. It's, yeah, we it's, can it's get going some straight col- up the urethra.
1: We can get some colostomy bags going. We don't even need to worry about
3: these. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Good times. Uh,
1: can I get it like place somewhere where i don't have to endure like before it actually reaches my stomach so i can eat whatever i want and i get heartburn (laughs)
4: it's
1: like a esophagus bag
3: Yeah, I don't see why not. You get all the benefits of the food without all the... Oh, it's, it you know, so good. Yeah. It's not even digested. You could just keep eating it.
2: Swallow it. Yeah. How about have a tube from your esophagus straight back down on the plate? So, you, you know, chew it up, swallow it, and then, uh, well, that tasted good. How about round two? Do the same thing.
3: Or uh, just get a pump so the tube just keeps filtering it back into your mouth.
1: <laughs> what I can do is, you know, I can be eating my pizza as I'm wanting to do. It can just like right into my colostomy bag and then I'll just make some little pastries out of them, freeze them, boom, pizza rolls.
3: (laughs) Just don't eat them frozen. You're going to have a bad time.
1: Because they taste like what? Ass. I don't know. They were just terrible. Brian and I once uh, decided to eat frozen pizza rolls and pizza rolls are delicious, but not frozen. (laughs) It it makes you contemplate suicide while you're chewing it. It was literally one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten. And and, I ate a worm would temp you.
2: I mean, you'd think the temperature wouldn't have that much to do with the taste, right? I like cold pizza, like, you know, refrigerated leftovers. Well, and it tastes good to gosh. me. But you know, cool it down another. 20 or 30 degrees and it just becomes I, I, I didn't eat the frozen pizza roll so I don't know but.
3: I think that when you drink that 30 year old can of Pepsi you was inside side of a frozen pizza roll.
1: Just thinking that just thinking. Great minds think like mine Brian. Exactly Oh man. Yeah yeah I mean there's got to be some sort of chemical reaction then right Tim Q? Like the heat has got to change something. Centrifugal chemi- forces Yeah there's got to be some sort of centrifugal forces at play <laughs> That are changing the the physical makeup of the centrifugal pizza rolls forces centrifugal. Oh, uh, I just love that. Eust uh, uh, brought that up, also known as juiced, juiced, used. But his name is Eust.
3: What if he's on steroids and he is juiced, used?
1: <laughs> well, he is used. And he is jacked. I'll tell you that much. Like he's he, he's Darth. He cosplays as Darth Vader. How's it going, Youst? Uh, and he is uh, he's an impressive Darth Vader. That's but, awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, speaking of centrifugal forces, there's a new Star Wars book uh, coming out, and it, it's kind of a kids' book. It's called Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, hardcover. It's a beautifully illustrated... Now, this is the official press release. Listen to this, guys, and tell me if you think there's any kind of a, a... There's something in this that people are going crazy over, okay? They think that something's been spilled. See if you catch it. The beautifully illustrated Treasury celebrates the stories that make up the greatest saga of all time. New York Times best-selling author Delilah Dawson retells episodes 1 through 9 through Anakin, Luke, Leia, and Ray's points of view. Exquisitely bound with the artwork by Brian Rude, this special collection is the perfect gift for the Star Wars fans young and old.
2: Okay, so the only th- I don't know who any of the writers or illustrators are, but the one thing that jumped out at me was the point of view characters and how all but one were Skywalkers.
1: Yeah, it says that it's being told. So you think. Exactly. There you go. Yes. Uh let me read it again. Let's see, where's that? New York Times bestselling author Delilah Dawson retells episodes one through nine through Anakin, Luke, and Leia's Leia and Ray's point of view. Now see, this is I think I got so the edited one. Edited the, one. We edited the press release, but the first time it said from the sky from the eyes of the skywalkers, and then it said Anakin Luke, Leia and Ray's points of view.
2: Yeah, that would have even spelled it out more clearly but yeah the way it was stated from you know the original i don't think there was much to read into there but if it says from the point of view of the skywalkers
1: yeah that's what it said originally the skywalkers point of view
2: (laughs) anakin Anakin, luke leia and ray
3: so assuming let's let's just go ahead and assume she's a skywalker just for argument's sake how is she a skywalker do you have an opinion on that Tim
1: Q?
2: See, Brian, when a man loves a woman...
4: When a man <laughs> loves a woman. Okay,
2: Okay, so how would she be a Skywalker? So we have Luke and Leia.
3: The
1: birds and the bees.
3: And the flowers and the trees.
2: I don't think Anakin... Had Maybe there
3: was someplace. a little more to that kiss on Hoth, and that's their secret love child. Wow,
1: their Mordred. Wow, wow. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, what, if, uh, what if what what if if Shmi and Clegg had a kid that nobody knew about?
1: What if Kylo is actually the Mordred? That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, anyway, Shmi and Clegg. So she would be a Skywalker. That would be a Skywalker. Lars. A Lars Walker.
2: A Lars Walker.
1: Old Clegg uh, the made a Walker. <laughs> Clegg the Leg. No, he didn't I have a Walker Shmi. Shmi. at that point, did he?
3: I'm she would be much older
1: maybe she's the daughter of yeah, the Mars fair,
3: Walker. fair enough but i mean then that's a whole line so of family that, that we just forgot about this entire
1: story. that's your theory tim q that that's how she'd be a skywalker from shami's sister no, i'm just kid
2: i'm just kind of i'm kind of brainstorming i haven't thought about okay. the question before yeah. so i mean think about the skywalkers we know about so there's anakin luke Shami. leia shmi right so okay so we know we know leia had a kid and and he's part of the story so if she had a different kid presumably we would have heard about it by now luke
1: Unless her mind was
3: wiped it's mary, mean, Jane. mary jade and luke they had a yeah, kid
2: maybe maybe luke had a kid and went into exile and left her alone?
3: And I don't know. Completely That's just a stretch to me. Guards her. Bag. That's just a stretch. Like, That's that a stretch. But yeah. Let's all make sure we hate Luke by the end of this movie then.
1: If, <laughs> but, but if, people, like weren't off, if people weren't pissed off enough about not my Luke Skywalker from <laughs> The Last Jedi when they make Luke a deadbeat dad in episode 9.
3: <laughs> it was to protect her.
1: He yeah, went to yeah, Act 2 yeah. to avoid paying child support. <laughs> yeah. So if Shmi had a, if Shmi had another
2: kid, so that would be Anakin's brother. So if the if the kid had a kid, that would be, I don't know how families work. Yeah. It would be like a cousin or something. It'd be maybe cousin. maybe It'd be Luke's cousin. Maybe, maybe Ray's like cousins or with second cousin with the uh, second cousin with old uh, Kylo. Pull the pants up, Ren. <laughs> They have a weird, weird sexual tension going he on. He has to wear pants Persons. that
1: size because they don't like make it. them short enough for him, okay? They don't make a pants size it. short enough for Kylo Ren, so he has to buy pants that are really too long for him and hike them up. In
3: all the galaxy, there's not a single tailor.
1: Now that he is the supreme leader, <laughs> Kylo Ren, he's going to have properly fitted pants. You watch. You watch.
3: Thank Beelzebub.
1: All right, Brian. So, what's your theory then? If if Rey's a Skywalker, what's your theory?
3: She's the she's me. She's gonna go through a wormhole at the end of the movie. And
1: yep, yep. that's out there. Gonna, actually, that's a big theory right now. The I,
3: I honestly don't know. I mean, it's it seems like it's too late to introduce some random, we're the Forceless Skywalker family. That it like the best bet. I think would would be she's somehow. Like uh, the Emperor took some blood from Vader or something and there you go. hated her there in you go. a lab or something.
2: Anakin, Anakin 2.0, but it came out as a girl.
3: Right. Because, right. I mean, there's a lot of distrust between Vader
1: and the Emperor. And you don't really get that in the movies so much as the books. But what if she was just like he was playing around with genetics in a Petri dish and he was, you know, like um, in vitro fertilization And there was just like a bunch of rays, you know, and that that's my theory that there's been a bunch of her that she is like, perfected that actually even goes back, you know, they've been since they restarted canon, they've taken and cherry picked pieces from legends like Thrawn, they brought Thrawn back in Thrawn was arguably probably the best thing from legends, the expanded universe, brought him in. Another great thing was uh, the force unleashed games. Did you guys ever play the force unleashed games? No. A little bit. So the second Force Unleashed game. So on the first one, spoiler alert, uh Star Killer, Vader's secret apprentice, dies. Okay. Great. Oh, well, now I'm not gonna play it. And then he dies. And the second one, suddenly I guess
2: it's Red Dead Redemption One for me.
1: Suddenly <laughs> in the second one, there he is again. And you're like, What the heck's going on? And you're just he's like trapped here and then he's being tested, and Vader comes and talks to him and you find out he's a clone. And there's been thousands of clones. Because they can't get they're they're trying to clone a force user, but they haven't been able to replicate his force powers His forces. so they basically didn't have enough horror cruxes right hollow cruxes <laughs> hollow cruxes yes, um so that's what I think it is. I mean, I think that she is somehow linked to Palpatine and like he's i've said it before i think he's trying to capitalize on the skywalker genetics they're basically half jesus you know half see the half only the thing force that they're essentially you know anakin's essentially jesus in the star wars universe if the force is god he's jesus and let's clone let's clone him let's try and Let's try and replicate that power and bend it to my will. Oops, I got blown up. Now I need to find my horcruxes.
3: Dead. Now, the only thing that that makes me shy away from that is like they've been trying to play this huge angle on her parents.
1: So Yeah, they've been playing uh, up the parents only first to dash your expectations when when uh, Kylo's like oh yeah they were just filthy junk traders that for some reason dropped you off on uh you know on, uh, the on they went too and on. then they left and then they came right back and died again and died there
3: yeah. well, even though
1: it says that she was dropped off on an unfamiliar planet but they came back and died yeah <sighs>
3: Yeah, but They felt really bad for dropping her off, so they came back to just
1: die. And then they couldn't find her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know Palpatine's coming die. back.
2: He was responsible for Anakin. I wouldn't be surprised to learn he was responsible for
1: good old Ray too. The Metachlorians were responsible That's for saying. That's what I'm saying. I think that it's going to be... The clorians were responsible for Anakin and it gave him his boost as a Force user and Palpatine thought he was getting that super powerful Force user and he got half a man. So, And we know he was trying to replace him with Luke. He probably had some other stuff going on behind the scenes. Maybe before he even knew Luke was a thing. He'd been trying to make Rey. That's why she sees all those reflections of herself.
3: So like Resident Evil she's the final perfect Mila Jovovich.
2: <laughs> I thought that was the fifth element
3: Well, I mean, she's in that movie too, but... <sighs> What's she's this?
2: perfect. Well, she's in that <laughs> back to tank boning Bruce Willis. Isn't that what they said?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't that, that what happened? That, yeah, yeah,
3: that's what happened. <laughs> in a back to <laughs> tank. That's
2: yeah, well, in the end of the movie, she's in a bag to tank getting nailed. By Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, they're all like, She's perfect, and then it shows her all naked, and you're like, Man, she's not.
1: <laughs> well, that segues us directly into our next story, which just happened a few hours ago, seemingly. Uh good old Lego leaks. Every Star Wars movie we get some information through Lego leaks. So our first one we have here is Kylo Ren's shuttle. Who are those characters on the bottom there? Who's that old dude? We got Kylo Ren. It looks like General Pride, who is... Uh, you remember in the Vanity Fair issues, the the old guy that's with General Hux? Allegiant General Pride or whatever. Okay. Play, played by... Oh, I can't remember his name now. Anyway. Then you got a Sith Trooper. You got a storm trooper, And it looks like two Knights of Ren. Yeah, Knights of Ren right here. I like the plunger the last guy has. That's pretty no, awesome.
2: There's, uh, there's four words there. That doesn't say Knights of Ren.
3: Knights of the Ren. <laughs> yeah, Tim, you shut it's it. It's too not
2: blurry rest- for me to see. Is that really what it says? I don't
1: know. It might there's clearly be- four words. It, it doesn't like, just say. It looks like Knights of Ren, and it almost sure looks it like not. something in parentheses. Two, probably.
2: Maybe. Okay. Rank. So clarifying that you get two minifigures that are yeah. Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren, too. Could be. Could be. Okay. Maybe. I don't know.
1: What do you think of this here uh, art up
2: there? So
1: Kylo, Kylo uh, up there. Look at that. That's it is. On. Cross guard lightsaber there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we get that. That's Kylo Ren shuttle. Then we got a an A Wing. Nice. Two person uh. A Wing got one person here, one person there. And we Lieutenant
2: can, Collins, who is that down there?
1: Lieutenant Connix. So that's Connick? uh that's Billy Lord. That's uh Snap. Carrie, that, I that's, like Carrie, that's Carrie Fisher's that's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Bill so Wexley. That's Snap yes. Wexley. Snap Wexley. He's uh, Greg Grunberg. He's the uh Portly fella in The Force Awakens. Goes and does recon in everything JJ Abrams makes. So snaps, we know we knew snaps back. Evidently, he's going to be flying in an A wing with uh, Lieutenant Connix.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Okay. okay.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Is that a, a Y wing? Astromech.
1: A Y wing, and here's what's interesting: we got Poe Dameron. Okay. Yeah, and...
2: a Force Ghost Astromech Droid.
1: <laughs> Just an all, like teal astromech droid.
2: That's like, that's the force ghost color, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. I've never seen a droid that color.
1: So R2 dies. Right. So that's... And, and you got Dio. So you got dead R2 and Dio. Uh, Ronnie,
2: James, Dio. Rest in peace.
1: <laughs> and then you got a first order snow trooper.
2: Is that what that says?
1: Snow that's trooper.
2: exactly what that says. First order snow trooper.
1: Now Here's is the he interesting just part. Around there? <laughs> Zori Bliss, which is uh, uh, the the bounty hunter. Played by I'm having a brain fart here, Carrie Russell. She's flying it's the pilot. The Y yeah, she's flying the Y-Wing.
2: Getting shot at by TIE fighters in the background.
1: Yeah.
3: Isn't that Snap Wexley's mom was a Y-Wing pilot? Yes. What happened to her?
1: I think she's dead at this point. I think it's confirmed in canon that she's she died. Oh. Uh, or maybe
3: she pulled the Darth Vader. Zori said.
1: Bliss. People are saying that she has something. That it's going to be so in the trailer, the ship that flies by, like the second shot, the back of it looks just like the back of the ship that dropped Ray off. And people are saying that's Zori Bliss's ship. But here she's flying a Y Wing. So, but it is a resistance Y Wing. Maybe she just takes up the fight. But they're saying that that ship is hers and she's the one who dropped Ray off.
3: Because that's the only model and make of that ship ever made in the it's, world. It's
1: a YT2500. <laughs> I mean, they seem, I don't know. All right, this is actually from the Mandalorian.
2: An ATST Raider.
1: Yeah, this is actually leaked from the Mandalorian. So we got
2: All Terrain Scout Transport Raider. Raider with it's red got, legs.
1: Got stripes
3: for aerodynamics. All right, Go here's. Back. <laughs>
2: Wasn't done with the ATSD, so who okay. are the characters at the bottom? I, I can't read any of them.
1: We got the Mandalorian, okay. We got I can't remember her name now, but she's the uh, she used to do like MMA, I think. Ronda Rousey, no, it's not Ronda, it's another chick, but she's somebody, she's okay, next. and then a couple of aliens. I don't know, I can't make <laughs> it up, I have no idea, but there's the Mando.
2: Species. Wow, you don't even care if they're not human. I mean, right, technically
1: with are aliens to aliens. Say We're right. on
2: the next slide. The Millennium Falcon.
1: We got the Falcon. We got Lando. We got Chewie. We got 3PO. We got Finn. We got some sort of alien. Who cares? We got R2-D2 and Dio again.
2: Dio is all over the yeah, place. Dio's He's in every around. set. Yeah, Dio gets around.
1: Son of us. You set. better
2: believe Dio Ooh.
1: gets around. They've got the round dish back on the Falcon interesting oh good we get to watch it get popped right off again interesting well casey if you think it's going to change the uh the timeline of uh galaxy's edge let's see and put the round dish back on the falcon buddy okay falcon's going out in this movie i got news for you guys okay casey casey i'm telling you in the words of master yoda you must train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose the falcon's going baby it's gone
2: we need to get some money down on this. I mean, Casey feels strongly. You feel strongly. We need some stakes. We need some stakes. Apart from apart from the obvious pool that uh, we're in the midst of putting together.
1: Yeah, right. It's got to be a separate pool just for the Falcon. So we got Pasana, which is the 16th desert planet in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, Pasana speeder chase. We see the uh, jet trooper here that we see in the trailer. Another stormtrooper. Look at that. It Actually, look. It doesn't look like that's like a. It's like a
2: motorcycle. Speed, right? Yeah, it's, it's like on a the ground. Giant
3: chainsaw with handlebars.
2: <laughs> <It> seems <laughs> unstable.
1: How it is what that look. It looks like that storm. That first order stormtrooper is driving a giant chainsaw. Yeah, so we we got uh, BB-8, first order jet trooper, first order tr- Terra speeder. Right.
2: Is that what that says? Something. Trespasser.
1: Trespasser driver.
2: <laughs> it does not. It ends in speeder. Hi,
1: Daddy. And that's Grace. So that's, <laughs> the end of yeah. the, uh...
2: that's the end of the slideshow. That's the end of the
1: slideshow there. But back to the Falcon here.
2: Whoa. Is that the white wizard? Three pictures down? Yes. I think it is. <laughs> <That> <laughs> says... I think it is.
1: Happy birthday, birthday to you. you happy birthday, 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 dear Brian. You tell
0: Brian happy, happy birthday? I mean, I mean, I'm
1: right. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who didn't That's why he sang happy birthday, birthday to Count you know, Dookie? Thank you. Sorry, Brian.
3: So you know who didn't wish me a happy birthday in this party here? Joshua
1: Tim Q, oh,
2: I didn't know it was your birthday.
1: Neither did I? Um. Now, so back to uh, mind melting the end of the the Skywalker saga. Kevin Smith saying that the last shot's gonna be mind melting. What if it's just like the destroyed wreckage of the, the Millennium Falcon?
4: Hmm. Does that melt your mind?
1: Maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just from an emotional point of view, of course. I think
3: that would be cheap, a cheap shot. You can't just show the last shot of a destroyed Falcon. You got to show how it goes down. This is an oh, yeah. iconic character.
1: Uh, yeah, it's they show how it goes down, but the last scene is just actually the destroyed. What if this happens? Okay, guys, we know that uh, in that leak that leak poster before, 3PO has the, Chewbacca's band oiler. His bowcaster, Ray's staff. What if the Falcon goes out in a blaze of glory and blows up and on board, it's one of the last things that happened. some sort of sacrifice kind of thing. Maybe it's after the lightsaber battle, on board the Falcon, causes it to crash, killing Lando, Chewie, Ray, and Kylo. And 3PO goes into the wreckage and comes out carrying that stuff. Last shot of the movie.
2: That would be something, I guess.
3: I don't think there'd be a lot of happy campers with that. <laughs> and this is ultimately Disney. c
2: 3 being the last shot of the movie would be. That'd be something.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: What if the last shot is just a close up of C3PO?
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's mind-blowing. Maybe it is for a few people like you, Tim Q, but...
2: I have a small mind. It's easily blown.
3: <laughs> well...
1: Okay, I got a couple... Okay, I Brian, do you have a theory of what... What is your theory of what could be mind-melting uh, as a set of somehow of uh, The Rise of Skywalkers?
3: I haven't really thought about it. I don't know. what What would be mind-melting? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing. I have to sit there. It's loaded. It's going to take me too long to just sit and think about.
1: Yeah, a gamma ray burst. Maybe. I think. I think I may have found. I think I may have found the answer to this. Now, Rashad over on uh, the Steel Wars podcast. I was. I was. I was poop scooping, as I'm nice. to do the other day, working with Mr. Brian Steber here for the kalamazoo poo Crew. But, uh, and I'm listening to this and uh, Tim Q, I think it was two podcasts ago. Maybe Brian, you might remember hearing this and I said, Oh, remind me, I have something, I have a theory to share with you guys later. And then I never got around to it. Yes. Okay. So this was, this was a few weeks ago. Um, here's, here's my theory. Hold on. I'm trying to prepare my slides here to, to show you guys. Okay. I'll start sharing here. So mind melting. We know that there's some sort of a MacGuffin in this movie, right? That they're 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 searching for and that it might have something to do with probably with power or something, right? What if they're searching for the ultimate weapon? And they go. And they find something that's already established to be in the Star Wars universe. So if you look at the, uh, the Star Wars, the, the Force Awakens uh, visual dictionary, you'll see. Well, let's go back even farther. If you look in the Clone Wars, in the background shot of, of, the, of one of the episodes of Clone Wars, you can see. The Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant being loaded yes. onto a ship.
3: Because, you know, instead of it just being a silly Easter egg, it's totally... <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay, if it happens once, sure, it's an Easter egg. But then, on board Han and Chewie's ship in The Force Awakens, uh, Han and Chewie haven't been able to open said Oxen Crypto Lock on the cargo module 9906753, which just so happens to be the top secret uh, army intel uh, box. It says, do not open in Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Last Ark nine nine zero six seven
2: six three. Yeah, here's the problem with that, they though. Open it up,
1: and it literally melts everyone's minds. Just like <laughs> in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that's
3: definitely where this is going. You're right. This theory is 100% accurate. <laughs>
1: Show me the flaw in my in my reasoning here. And go.
2: Well, the, the two containers would have had to have been independently named because, as we know, Indiana Jones takes place in the 30s, whereas Star Wars is a long time
1: before that. Right? Maybe it's a serial number on the Ark of the Covenant that they both use.
3: Man, why would God choose that number, do you think, to put on the Ark of the Covenant?
1: <laughs> Probably has some sort of a Hebraic... Uh, I mean... Bible code, answer, something.
4: Yeah,
1: mm, I don't know. No,
2: so we just got to bring the German guy back. Watch his face melt into a skeleton. And
1: what if that's what? What if Snoke had it at one point, and he opened it up for a second, and it just melted out of his face?
3: (laughs) And that's how he got his force powers.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, you know. So no, you guys don't think so, Brian?
2: Uh, no, I'm convinced. I'm I'm totally on <laughs> board, Brian. Any uh, more
1: thought? Any any more thought on what could be mind melting other than uh, Ray being Shmi knocked up by her great grandson?
3: That's that's probably the last scene. Is in that moisture farm. She's going to be pregnant, and someone's going to come in and say, "Hi, Shmi." Credits. <laughs> do, 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 do,
0: do, do, do.
1: And everyone's going to the uh, so hypothetically speaking, that could happen, which leads us to our hypothetical of the week provided by Mr. Joshua Tim Q. Come on now. Woo. And do you want to share it, Tim Q, or do you want me to share it?
2: Oh, I don't remember what it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it
2: was. It was late last night. I was like falling asleep and it came to me. Something about Han Solo.
1: Oh, something came to me. Leia tells Han that they're being tracked. Presumably in uh, A New Hope, I believe.
2: A New a new Hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. After they escape the Death Star, um, Leia and Han are having a conversation. Leia says, uh, we're being tracked because that escape was too easy or something. I'm paraphrasing. And Han was like, easy? You call that easy? Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Leia thinks they're being tracked. Han doesn't believe her. They fly straight to Yavin, the rebel base. So the hypothetical is, okay, Leia says we're being tracked. Han believes her, and they go ahead and find the homing beacon that the Empire is using to track him, and they get it off the Millennium Falcon before proceeding to Yavin. What happens?
1: Well, the Death Star shows up in some other random system and presumably blows it up.
2: Yeah, and they would have had to anticipate that, leave it somewhere uninhabited one would hope
1: okay so you're thinking that they like stop take it off and then keep going not just like have get
2: rid of the thing
1: not just have like r2 go all uh evading the the trade federation in episode one and just like go out on top of the ship find it and bust it off
2: okay somehow get rid of it make up your own way of getting rid of it
1: Okay. Okay. So they they get rid of it, and some out in the middle of space somewhere, they track them there, and nothing's there. So they return back to the rebel base. I mean, really, that'd be worse, wouldn't it?
3: I think yeah, they wanted no. them to be followed. I mean, <laughs> they had the plans. They had the. They needed to make their move before they. Uh,
1: isn't work. there you? Uh, Hypothesize next, Tim Q, like did Leia know that they were being tracked and she was just
2: Yeah, trying to draw the Death Star into a trap, but the problem with that is the plans hadn't been decoded yet. She was really how would she know that there was going to be a major design flaw that they could exploit? Jin Urso. Told her that?
1: Jin Urso told them that her father designed uh so she got she watched the hologram when Jenner. So in Rogue One, addressed all the like leaders of the rebellion. She said that her father had designed a flaw in it, they had to get the plan so they could find the flaw to destroy the Death Star.
2: Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that.
3: So they kind of knew what they were looking for. Kind of, yeah. So they, I feel like you know, she wanted to be followed better, you know, to come after us, and we have a plan now. As opposed to just going to random planets and be like, "Yeah, yeah, rebels, boom, what's up?"
1: Yeah, because I feel like I feel like you're like Leia realizes that it was too easy, and instead of telling Han like, "All right, fly to Dantooine."
3: right they go right back that's oh, too easy we're being tracked well let's just risk it and go back go to our right seat.
1: back yeah
2: yeah yeah so leia knew what she was doing she wanted to draw them into a trap and she was gambling that her technicians could uncover the fatal flaw fast enough to, they cut it close
1: they did cut it they cut it real close three two
2: one so that's, that's a well, major I mean, that's, gamble.
3: That's way more exciting than watching the countdown hit three minutes and then exploding. There's, it's like, oh wow!
1: With I mean, grandma be- Tarkin
4: <laughs> with his one stray <laughs> hair
1: sticking out. <laughs> I just I forgot about that. That was my biggest takeaway when I got Star Wars on DVD for the first time, watching A New Hope. It was like wow, he's got this big
3: old stray hair just sticking right out of the side of his head.
1: <laughs> like the yeah, most but his most epic shots. You could never see it when you were watching it on VHS. <laughs> so, so there's
2: no strategy in trying to play it conservative, get rid of the tracking thing, go to Yavin, find the flaw, then figure out where the Death Star is and
1: you well, that's, know, that's plan, a plan an
2: assault and not just try to scramble everybody once the Death Star shows up. I guess
1: up? it would be. The only problem is this is like a super secret... You know, they're not shouting the Death Star's existence or its whereabouts. That I mean, even the Empire didn't know about it at this point. They only, the general public only found out about it after it was destroyed, and that was just to make the rebels look like terrorists, which they kind of were, but just to throw shade at the rebels.
2: So you think they wouldn't have been able to find it again?
1: Right, I think it would have been harder.
3: So you're telling me that the general population didn't know about this Death Star?
1: They did not, no.
3: How long was it between Alderan and the Battle of Yavin? Because, um, I mean, I feel like a planet exploding. People probably want to know what the hell <laughs> happened. Oh, that happens, I guess. Misinformation. What well,
2: the planet? the planet immediately blew up. So if you're in contact with somebody on Alderaan, it goes from you being able to talk to them to radio silence. So you don't know what's going on. Right. Maybe that's why blockade, I to how much, I, that's maybe, I'm curious
3: is the, the timeline there. Like
2: because the planet getting blown up is unprecedented. Right. Yeah. It, as I mean, far as I know, I wouldn't
1: have to exp- like. It's not like they would be like, Oh, the planet blew up. The empire did it. It's like, what the, the God? But you have to well, assume there, there's nothing left. I mean but no, I somebody somebody
2: would have gone in to check it out right. at some point. I think about right? like and just the Earth whole empire
3: with
1: more firepower than I've ever seen.
3: Somebody had to have been orbiting this planet of gazillions of people with some sort of satellites or something had to have, have died like
1: instantly.
2: So you're saying there are witnesses, Brian? Well, I mean, you got to think there are planes. It's a major planet. There are planes coming in all the time. There are planes leaving all the time. There has to be somebody who just barely escaped and was like, what was that?
1: Yeah. I mean, but even if they seen it, if they... Unless you were, like, from a way far away and you saw the whole thing, like, suddenly this moon comes out of hyperspace and then it sits there for a minute and then you see the beams fire and hit the planet and then it you know starts floating slowly away <laughs> or i mean who's to say how far away uh, how far away is it maybe they didn't even notice it
3: you like, know they probably did if that thing came close enough it's gonna mess with their gravity it's a wave away
1: What's up all these tidal waves all of a sudden they could have been, been half a system away and shot it
3: does the the weapon retain its power that distance
1: I mean, Starkiller Base shot across space, like through... Well, that also
3: had the power of the sun.
1: Right. I mean, it's a laser, Tim Q.
3: Well, I mean, it it's didn't, a
1: laser. I think if
3: they're far enough away, if they want to hold true to the Star Wars formula, they have to get close or it's going to start curving.
1: That's true, <laughs> but they could they could have uh, adjusted their calculations for that.
4: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: I don't know. I, You know what's really sad? And uh, I can't remember what book it is. It's a canon book now, though. I think it's Bloodline. Have you read Bloodline yet, Brian? What one is that? It's the one that takes place right before The Force Awakens. It's older Leia. Oh, no, no, I haven't yet. Oh, man. So they talk about, this is deeply sad, that uh, Alderaan has no moon and but it's like a nursery rhyme they sang to their kids about like the moon of alderaan showing up and it was supposed to be like a symbol of hope and everything
4: huh. well <laughs>
1: and leia was like reminiscing and like thinking about like how the death star must have like popped up and it just looked like a moon up in the sky and all, all the kids were probably like oh look
3: it's the moon <laughs> it's shining its ray of light on us <laughs>
1: Like everybody must have thought it was like the fulfillment of this ancient prophecy poet. And then they all just died. They
3: sit on the throne of lies.
1: <laughs> oh, I only have to step out for a second. All right, guys. Uh, for our next segment here, we've got uh, what could become a new, a new permanent segment. And you guys have heard some of his questions uh, before when we've asked some um, Uh, we've asked some questions, asked for hypotheticals, asked for some theories, uh, online and a name, a certain name kept popping up over and over again. We mentioned him earlier. His name is juice Dirks, but that is not how you say his name. Um, so I I reached out to him and said, Hey man, you know, every time we post something, you come up with some great insight. Uh, we'd love to have you, uh, throw us some more, some more, some more thoughts our way and he said awesome let's do it and uh so he supplied us with a uh, several several voicemails and here's our here's our first one
2: i can't hear anything
3: yeah i'm, I'm getting nothing you can't hear it no, nope.
2: I can hear nothing. Oh, hold on.
3: We're all just staring at each other.
1: <laughs> well, then I got to restart it now.
3: Yeah, I see that you don't have the sharing audio.
1: Yeah. I'm letting it play through, and then I got to restart it. Otherwise, you're just going to hear like halfway through it. No. All right, slight technical difficulties. Guys, give me a thumbs up if you can hear it when I start playing, okay?
0: Three, two, one, play. Hi, guys. This is Jos Dirks from the Netherlands speaking. Uh, I have a question about uh, age in Star Wars lore. Uh, the Battle of Yevin seems to be the set reference point for time in Star Wars. So every revolution of Yevin around its native star, pun intended, uh, would be one Star Wars year. Or not? Well, here on Earth, uh, we use our native planet as a reference for time. Um, and Yavinese look an awfully lot like Earthlings, so we can assume Yavin is of similar size as Earth. But what if each species in Star Wars would do so too? So for example, Yoda, what if his home planet, which is probably not Dagobah if his species is not already extinct, um, what if that planet spins like 20 times faster than Yavin? So he would be bragging to Luke about his 900 years old. <laughs> <to Luke> his... <laughs> uh, but it's only if it's only just 45 years, then it wouldn't make sense, would it? So what are your thoughts about it? Yep, hear from you.
1: All right, Tim, you are our numbers, man. Oh, yeah, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, that is a very good point. So when we speak of a year, we're talking about the amount of time it takes our planet to orbit our star. So (laughs) if Yoda's saying, you know, it has taken my home world 900 revolutions for me to reach my current age, like, well, the amount of time that that is in a realistic sense really depends on the celestial mechanics of the planet Yoda's from. But um, Yost also brought up the point that um, there's sort of a standard already in place where the current year is measured in the number of years since the battle of Yavin or before the battle of Yavin. So there are galactic standards that are already set. And I think there's a galactic standard time.
1: Oh, uh, right? there at would least, have to be there at least be. for, I know there's galactic standard weeks. So like it's talked about in some of the, uh, in some of the Canon books now uh, that Leia like, Oh, well, uh, a week on this planet, but the galactic standard week is this. So
3: do they just take the average of all the planets and just make that a year?
1: Yes. So if you,
2: if you look at a week on a particular planet, so presumably that would be seven days, but now we're talking about something completely different because a day is the amount of time it takes for a planet to spin around on its axis. So on earth that takes 24 hours, right? But if you look at Mercury in our own solar system, a day on Mercury is actually longer than a year on mercury. What? I think I think the same <laughs> is true for Venus. So mercury spins so slowly on its axis that it takes longer for a day to occur than for that planet to actually go all the way around the sun and return to its starting point in the solar system.
4: Will it ever so go away?
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so like a week on mercury would be a very very long time so it doesn't makes sense to start using the words like days, weeks, years, um, unless you're referring to some galaxy-wide standard.
1: Here we go. Wikipedia. Yeah. Standard year. Canon. A standard year, also known as a year or a cycle, was a measurement of time. On course, a year was made up of 12 months, spanning 365 days of 24 hours each. So, same as Earth.
3: So basically the humans do what humans do best and make everyone incorporate.
1: However, to... it says with no leap years. Now that could get messy after a while. Um,
2: yeah. So how do they measure?
1: Maybe their access is perfect.
2: So the reason we have leap years is because it or takes like 300. It ta- <laughs> that's unlikely. Um, Anyway, However, so it takes like
1: impossible.
2: 365 and a quarter days, roughly, for our planet to orbit the sun. And so if we didn't have leap year, then our seasons would shift. Like sometimes January would be in the summer and it would just kind of cycle around. Over Why the don't we do this? Centuries. I could have a anyway, summer birthday. <laughs> yeah, the the other thing Jos brought up was um, the the natives of Yavin. Um, yeah. Do we know what they look like? So there were humans on Yavin. On the base, but I I thought those guys were probably well immigrants who were setting up shop.
1: Poe Dameron's home planet is Yavin Four.
2: So, uh, how far back to his ancestors go? Like, where where does the human species come from? Is that established
1: in in the Star
2: Wars universe? That's 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 what I'm wondering.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. i continue reading this because it kind of goes into what Yost was saying. The galaxy used a standardized dating system based off the galactic capital, Coruscant. By the time of the New Republic, the galactic calendar would use the Battle of Yavin as the epicenter on which to date years. On certain planets, including Lothal, which is from uh, Star Wars Rebels, a year was divided into four seasons, spring, summer, autumn, and winter, characterized by specific meteorological or climactic conditions. So essentially, if they didn't have the leap year, they would just switch it due to just their climactic, meteorological climactic conditions. So basically, if it's anything like Michigan, you'd just be screwed and would never know. Like, (laughs) years could be like three days. They could be, you know, 15 months. Um, The planet Lothal was based on a yearly calendar on a system known to Lothal years. A being's age was usually expressed in years. The passage of 1,000 years was referred to as a millennium. Okay, so... It does and doesn't answer your questions.
2: So, colloquially, like you use the word year a lot in that explanation. Does that always refer to a galactic standard year?
1: I guess so. A st- it says at the top, a standard year, uh, in parentheses S-Y, also known simply as a year or a cycle, was a measurement of time. Oh, yes.
2: Okay, so any time after that, when you say year, we're talking galactic standard year.
1: Yep, which we know okay. was made up of 12 months, 365 days. 24 hours each
2: well (laughs) that's all circular until you establish a definition for one of those units of time
1: right which is right which is one cycle around the sun which evidently who knows so one year because we don't know how okay so 24 hours but do we know that an hour is 60 minutes comprised of 60 seconds and a second is
2: (laughs) well those are all definitions right exactly You have to establish one of those. You have to define something in order for all the other definitions to make sense. Tell me how long a second is. A
1: parsec. Right, Pablo Hidalgo. Because all we get is 365 days, which are 24 hours each. But they, okay, hold on. I'm clicking on standard hour a standard hour also referred to simply as an hour was the unit of measurement of time used in many parts of the galaxy immediately after the destruction of alderan han solo who did not know the planet's obliteration calculated and estimated time arrival of the ship to alderan in terms of hours reckoning the ETA was about okay so it still doesn't tell us how long an hour was so yeah you you could be innocent
2: it's so yeah so here's my point like oh okay um a day is twenty four hours, but an hour is one twenty fourth of a day. Like, okay, right. you haven't told me how long either of those things are. It's all circular. Right. You have to define how long one of those units of measurement is before any of it becomes meaningful.
1: Mm, so there you go, Yos. It's 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 a plot hole.
2: So do they We're define the a plot. year to be the amount of time it takes Coruscant to orbit its planet? Yes. Okay, then it all makes sense. But <laughs> you but. have to have a precise definition for one of those units first.
1: Okay, guys, we got one more question from Joost. I like it so much. We gotta play too. Here we go.
0: Hi, Josh. This is Joost from the Netherlands again with the next Star Wars question. This question is about wampas. Um, at the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back, we see uh, Luke being attacked by a wampa, and he's brought to a cave, and then there he wakes up with his feet just frozen in the ceiling. And I wonder, how did the Wampa actually attach him to the ceiling? I mean, <laughs> on the ceiling. Saliva. How, how did he just uh, make sure that uh, Luke's feet were just in the ice? I, I'm i not sure. I can't figure it out. Just give me your thoughts. Thanks. Bye.
1: Tim Q, you said saliva? That's my guess. Spit,
3: for sure. Spit or some sort of
1: excretion. <laughs> I mean uh, do we know if uh, are there any kind of animals that like hock up loogies on anything and try to encase them in it? I don't know. Is that your guess, Brian? You think uh you think hocking up a loogie?
3: Or something. Maybe pissed on his feet <laughs> and stuck him up. <laughs> We don't know what. Wampas are savages.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, but the ice is like whitish or clear. So
3: it's like fresh ice or newly made. Maybe he's got a stream or something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, He's got to have a source of water to survive. So who's to say he just didn't stick his feet in the bucket of water and just hold them up to the ceiling for a minute. Cause it's it's cold enough to where he's going to freeze pretty, pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, so theoretically, he has a source, like you said, he's got to have a source of water. So it's probably a running, you know, some running water, maybe deep in that cave or something. Yeah, I didn't
3: see him, like, boiling ice on a stovetop or anything.
1: Because so. how long can you survive off eating, like, ice? I guess it's different for wampas, probably.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't really know the anatomy of a wampa, but...
1: As a human, I wonder how long you can survive off eating Uh, All living things
3: need water.
1: Okay, well, the planet is full of... Hoth is a snow planet, so it's full of snow, but it takes so many calories and, like, heat and energy to melt, to keep your body temperature up, to melt the ice, to turn it into water. At a certain point, you're not going to be able to continue to melt the ice into water. You're going to just... You're going to be like a used-up battery. So...
3: I say he's got a stream in his cave. So he's Final
0: got. A,
1: <laughs> so he's got a stream. He just like makes some slushy out of it, like a Slurpee, and then just maybe.
3: Well, I mean, they, the Swampas, Swampas are native to Hoth. They know what they're doing. They know how to survive. And you know, Tauntauns aren't those native to Hoth as well, or Tauntaun.
1: Yeah. No, no, they're not because. No. They said they were trying to adapt them to the, the so climate then, or something. What like,
3: do Nine. wampas eat? What, what else is on Hoth other, besides killer yetis? Other wampas? There, there's got to be a way. Like, they obviously, it knew what it was doing. So whatever its food source is, it probably, you know, doesn't eat it right away. It'll trap it and just stick it on ice so it can't move. And
1: What if it's not ice?
3: Well, stick it on its frozen it sea. Like I mean, I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I played that I played Yost's uh message for Hannah, and that's the first place our heads went, and I was like, I guarantee you that's gonna come up.
3: <laughs> I'm glad I obliged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, just like spiders will like hang their prey. Maybe it Right for, for all we know, maybe Wampas create some sort of uh, adapting to the climate they could be able to like hock up super cold loogies that freeze almost instantly Yeah.
3: I mean, who knows but if my most educated guess would be he's got a source of water really nearby somehow you know it obviously doesn't take long to freeze in that super cold environment and you know just dips his legs in yeah. stuck him on the wall
1: there you go, Yost. I hope that answers your question. That's the best we can do. The real question is, how old does that Wampa claim to be? Probably younger than what it really is. <laughs> yeah, when uh, 45 years old you reach look as good, you will not. No, let's not talk about the 40s. <laughs> how come they're 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 in the distant future?
3: Knock 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 and knock. Yeah, they're real close and I don't like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> high five! A... Wait, wait what did you yeah, say, Brian? Yeah.
3: Just the, all these wampas high fiving each other as they nail uh, <laughs> their prey with loogies.
1: <laughs> oh man, we we deer Brian and I deer hunt together. Can you imagine trying to hunt a wampa? I'm getting trapped by one,
3: getting spit on. Just Gross.
1: Them, them just.
4: <laughs>
3: But, I mean, that's probably not what he does, because wouldn't he have just spit on Luke when he saw him instead of dragging him back to his cave?
1: True.
2: That wampa was pretty successful, though. There were a lot of bones in that cave.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's just how he traps. uh, That's how they hang him up. I mean, when a spider... Eh,
3: Spider hunts at his own home.
1: A spider hunts at his own home, but then it wraps them up but now,
2: alligators though i mean they kill the prey ahead of time but then um sometimes they stash them in a place and like let them get nice and groupy for a while <laughs> and then and then go back and eat it um so they are animals that we know of that will stockpile an amount of food that they've hunted and save it for later i think um is it the jaguars or panthers or something they do the same thing they'll kill something um, climb a tree stash it in the branches and then just leave it there for later
1: well i mean it's kind of like a meat hanger in there though it's not like luke's gonna ferment he's just gonna freeze maybe he likes popsicles so he just hangs them up and lets him
3: get sick of a a popsicle if that's all you eat your whole life
2: the Wampas eating when luke wakes up and i always assumed he was eating the tauntaun that luke wrote in on so i always assumed the wampa likes fresh meat he probably maybe he was waiting for luke to freeze to death or something
3: or he was just just finishing him off his freaking drumstick before he went to the next one i mean the wampa
2: could the wampa could have finished him off had he wanted to so I think probably the Wampa likes warm food being in such right. a cold environment. Maybe live prey or recently dead prey helps the animal keep its temperature up. So he's eating the tauntaun now before it gets cold. Or because when the it other gets cold, he wants the other food to stay like hot. A frozen so
3: piece roll. Gross. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he wants his other piece of food to stay hot, so he's attaching it to the ceiling still alive. Mm. And he's gonna eat that later after he's finished the thing that already died and is already cooling.
1: Yeah, yeah, he for did sure. the paw the jugular. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad on the outside.
1: Meanwhile, that wampa's like, finger licking good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I always thought the inside of the tauntaun looked like some kind of weird tuna casserole dish. So.
1: <laughs> 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 and for years, Tim Q wouldn't eat tuna casserole. Now we know why. Just
3: like he won't go eat at Roma's pizza.
1: Roma, Roma, ma, ga,
2: ga, ooh, la la. <laughs> Want Roma pizza?
4: Well, yeah, so I guess... There's a whole song
2: about it.
1: <laughs> I guess that's our, our, our answer, uh, and uh probably saliva or Brian suggested semen. So... Of course he would.
3: How dare you, Josh? Don't, <laughs> don't come to me like that.
1: Uh we're not saying that you did, we're saying the Wampa did. Um, yeah. Uh He probably had
3: cholera and it was rice water diarrhea, guys. <laughs> <side of> dysentery. <laughs> uh
1: did we see uh, do we see anything else hanging from the ceiling in there? <laughs> it's just Luke, is it?
2: no it's just luke but i mean luke was unconscious the wampa deliberately put him there instead of killing him so i mean you have to think the wampa regularly does something like that
3: or maybe he just doesn't normally have that much fresh meat in one sitting so he's like oh shit what do i do yeah i don't want him dead yet because i'm working on this freaking chicken leg i want my meat fresh but who knows
1: yeah, I, I like what you're saying there. He probably needs to—he needs the meat to keep up his body temperature. He's got to eat it while it's warm. He eats the tauntaun because it's already dead. He probably not, doesn't have—he probably doesn't have a ton of food all the time like that. That's probably a feast for him, man. Find a freaking tauntaun and a human riding around—it's like Thanksgiving. Yeah, He uh-huh. didn't go back to hibernating,
2: right? Yeah, you think so. Humans, we, you know, what, a 150 pound person eats maybe five pounds of food in a day. So like,
3: yeah, if you're weak, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we need a small percentage of our body weight to keep ourselves going. Now, if we lived in a frozen tundra like that, you got to imagine our caloric needs would increase, but still like a Wampa of that size, getting a Tauntaun and a human, that's got to be a lot of food for one sitting. So, yeah.
1: and um, I was bringing up Tim Q. Like I said earlier, how long can you survive eating snow? Because eventually, you're gonna run like your body's gonna run out of energy keeping your body at a uh, sustaining your body temperature.
2: Yeah, I mean you, melting you can, the snow. You can try to stay hydrated that way, but you're going to need food as a lifestyle calories. Well, I'm saying you're
1: going to need water though, right? You can't just survive on snow forever
2: as your only source of water. Yeah. I think you could, if you had enough food, Mm.
0: I don't know. I am no doctor, but that's my guess. I think it's
3: true because I've survived my entire life with my only source of water being beer.
1: And I Uh eat. (laughs) frozen beer even frozen beer <laughs> beer slushies yes. yeah we've all been there
3: <laughs> have we
2: oh man i just assumed i mean that's my breakfast of choice
1: <laughs> let me look this up can you survive on snow so
2: for the sake of argument, we're assuming an infinite supply of food, but your only water is frozen, right?
1: Right. Okay. Can you survive on snow? Eating snow is a great way to rehydrate safely. No, this can actually lead to further dehydration due to the process your body has to go through to heat them and melt the snow. Once you eat it, it can also lead to hypothermia. Always try to melt snow before you consume it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, If that's his only water, he's got like I was saying to Brian's point, he's got to have a water source there.
2: Well, wampas aren't humans either. I mean, he could have Um, adapted to yeah, but maybe he has like a a chipmunk pouch in his mouth that is only used to melt snow into drinkable water. We don't know.
1: But he's still using energy to keep his body heated.
2: Sure, energy he gets from food, which he uses to melt snow to drink.
1: Okay, so either. So Yost, either he has a running source of water, he jizzes, <laughs> he pees, he has a pouch in his mouth in which he can melt <laughs> snow and or beer, and then just hockaloogie.
3: Well, I mean, he has these horns on his head. Maybe they're like camel humps. And okay. They just water. You're
1: saying the jizz. He's horny. I get it. Oh, wait, What?
3: No, he's got <laughs> horns on his head, and right. maybe they serve a purpose like camel humps in that they store water mm. or Luke's maybe
2: boots were pretty deep or, in the ceiling. There has to be a, some kind of liquid water that was applied yeah to to get him that far stuck. so
3: as opposed to a solid water we're we're talking I think you're right with the liquid water that's what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he's got plenty of salad water all around him. The problem is getting the solid Luke's feet into the solid ice.
3: just took Luke and freaking shoved him
1: up there. As yeah, hard has, as
2: possible. His ankles are so broken, that's why he crawls away from the cave but which the back to tank fixes it all.
1: Yeah, which would explain his stumbling just the whole time. <laughs> just running his Splintered ankles.
3: Digabo. <laughs> Digaboo! <Damn. laughs> Luke, Luke, you must go to. I
1: My ankle!
3: for God's sakes! Don't you see what's happening here? Find <laughs> oh, Yoda. My feeder.
1: Calm down, Luke. <laughs> get to the back to take... I hate
3: oh, <laughs> And then when he gets shoved in that tauntaun. Oh
2: God. <laughs> My feet had gone numb by now, which was a relief, but they're warming up enough for me to feel pain again.
4: Oh. Han, Han just
1: has no idea that his, his face is busted open. He's, you know, he's he's freezing to death. But Han has no idea his worst ailment is his ankle, so he just drags him ankle first. <laughs> to the Tauntaun. And he's like shoving him in there just like ah!
2: <laughs> Han thought he was smelling the Tauntaun awful but actually <laughs> he just it just Luke's
3: gangrene.
2: Luke's gangrene his feet that he was smelling. I thought they smelled bad
1: <laughs> no, On Luke the probably, If Luke didn't crap his pants when the wampa showed up or when he woke up <laughs> hanging upside down from the wampa's cave a force poop then he definitely crapped his pants when Han was dragging him feet ankle first. <laughs> Into the Why? Wall.
3: Why am I alive?
1: I should have picked up those power converters.
2: <laughs>
4: Owen oh. <laughs> oh, <it> was right. <laughs>
3: oh. Tasha
1: Station <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, guys. With that, it is now Friday, August twenty-third. There are now 118 days left until the Rise of Skywalker. We'll probably be talking to you within the next couple of days because we know it is D23. Today we should have some news about the Mandalorian and possibly Kenobi. Uh, Brian, is there anywhere the good people can reach you?
3: Oh, I'm the face boob. And, and if you really want to, you can call the Kalamazoo Poo Crew, but...
1: If you live in Kalamazoo, code, I think this episode is sponsored by the Kalamazoo Poo Crew. They're going to start giving us like a couple thousand dollars an episode. Not happening. Wait, you guys are getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We, just, we have a new sponsor, the Kalamazoo Poo Crew. Um, and if you live in the greater Kalamazoo area no? of southwest Michigan.
3: I'll tell you what, I'll write you all sorts of IOUs that I'm not going to follow up on. <laughs>
1: Oh. Exposure dollars—that's what we need. Yeah, that's what we need. No, but uh, yeah. Uh, what about you, Mr. Tim Q? I'm
2: on Facebook, Twitter. That's about it. I mean, yeah. you, can you can Google it. my name and get my office phone number if you're really desperate.
1: LinkedIn. I'm desperate. You need a LinkedIn. A linked. You need to get linked to that LinkedIn. You need some connections. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Uh. All right, and uh, I am Josh Roach. We are the Talking Sith. You know we're talking Sith Pod uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, TalkingSithPod at gmail dot com. Write us some questions. Send us some voicemails like old Yoast here, and uh, we'll be happy to answer them. So, guys, any parting shoutouts? Josh, Tim,
3: Q.
2: You'll be shouting out to me. I'm here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you are. I'm okay. also gonna shout out to Josh Thank you.
2: Well, I want to say hi to my mom because I know she's listening. <laughs> does
1: she Listen, does Colleen listen? Of course. Did she call well, you out? Did, did she call you out? Uh, for calling I'm gonna her a virgin? go ahead
3: and call Josh a liar to his face.
1: Did she call you out for calling her a virgin? I did that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
3: I did, I said you'd fight she's never had sex. Nope. Even though she's got, what, four kids? She's never had sex
1: once. Hey, I'll see, I'll her, on, I'll see her on yeah. Saturday. I'll play it for her.
2: That sounds like something I'd say. I just don't remember. Like, see, I've been drinking too much beer because I have no short-term memory, <laughs> and I lost my long-term memory. I'm just kind of, like, living in the moment.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. So, no, on please. that note, we are the alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, the talking Sith... And uh, may that that force be with you.
3: (laughs) And also with you.
2: God bless us, everyone.
4: (laughs) Good. Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of talking siths. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.